0: magic I'm Megan Barker. Welcome to Jammin' and Jammies. We are sitting down with some of our favorite music creators and industry leaders. They're going to share how they got where they are, as well as valuable insights into the music world. Uh, You can watch the interviews online, or you can tune into the podcast. Check out jamminandjammies.com for all the details. Today, we are sitting down with Miss Sarah Jones, one of our writers on the rise, you guys. Sarah has been writing with some of Nashville's rising superstars the last few years. Um, She's got over 14 million streams on Spotify, Just About Over You by Priscilla Block, went number one on iTunes, has been featured on Billboard, Rolling Stone, The Bobby Bones Show, and The Highway on Sirius XM. It's currently playing in a country station near you, so you probably want to call and request it. Uh, we have so much ground to cover, I'm like out of breath. Let's welcome her. Sarah, how are you doing? Hi, I'm doing great. That was
1: quite the intro. <laughs> it's been such a big year for you. We have so much to talk about. Yeah, it has been. Thank you for having me. Yeah, let's
0: start at the beginning. Do you want to just tell everyone like where you're from and how you got into music?
1: Yeah, so I am from North Carolina. I'm from Raleigh. Um, and I, gosh, I think I've been writing songs to some extent for as long as I can remember. Like when my parents were cleaning out my old bedroom, they found these like notebooks full of songs that I wrote um, back in uh, the 90s. So I was like seven, maybe, at you know, tops when I was writing these songs. So I feel like I've been doing it my whole life, but I definitely started taking it seriously when I was about 16. I got my first guitar. My dad gave me one as a gift. And from there, I was just ready to hit the ground running. I was like so convinced that it was everything I needed to do and more. But my parents were not quite as convinced as me (laughs) in the beginning. Um, So I thought I would like come out here to Nashville and go to Belmont and like study songwriting and do all of that. But I ended up staying in North Carolina um, till I was 23. Actually, I went to school back in North Carolina, just did a regular major. I didn't study music or anything. I just continued to. it as a hobby so when I was finally able to like move to Nashville I literally I mean I tell the story sometimes it's pretty ridiculous but I was just so tired of being um in my hometown and I just like I was doing everything but music basically and it was not fulfilling and I finally just told my parents I was like y'all I'm moving to Nashville just period I'm out and my mom was like well you need to clean your room first before you leave so I literally it took me I hadn't cleaned my room since I was like 14 so it took me like a whole week to clean my room and then I was out I moved out here in um 2015 I literally just left and um yeah it's it was a rocky start I was like slightly homeless when I first moved here because my initial like living situation did not work out but it actually ended up being a blessing because um, when I was like, you know, kind of homeless, not completely homeless, it, it was just my Craigslist apartment fell through, like who's <laughs> shocked. Um, and so I was staying in a temporary place and Priscilla, Priscilla Block was actually moving out here around the same time. And so long story short, our brothers became best friends in middle school like my little brother and her older brother. It's it's a weird story. <laughs> Very strange. We grew up in the same neighborhood. She's literally walking distance from my house. um, But I never knew her because she's a few years younger than me. So we were never like in school at the same time. But anyway, uh, yeah, our brothers have been best friends for years. Literally, her brother used to come on my family trips, like we'd go up to boon like in the mountains of north carolina and go skiing and stuff like i've known her brother for like 15 years but um but yeah when i was like looking for a place my brother was like oh you should reach out to oliver's sister i think she's going out there too and i was like cool i'll reach out to oliver's sister (laughs) and that's how we got our first apartment together and that's how we got to know each other and at first we were just roommates just figuring out nashville together I ended up, like, getting this full-time job, so I honestly really didn't do music for the first couple of years that I was here, because it was taking up all my time, and I'm, I'm like, very much an all-or-nothing kind of person, so I, it's hard for me to have one foot in, one foot out, so if I'm doing something, I'm all in, but, um, yeah, while I was, like, working this full-time job, Priscilla was, you know, dipping her feet into the industry and just trying to get out there. She was really young. She was under 21, so it was, like, hard for her to, yeah. um, get into the rounds and play at bars and stuff. But eventually she got um, some shows booked and she was like really trying to um, be an artist. Like she loves songwriting and she's a great songwriter, phenomenal songwriter, but she really has always wanted to do like be a star, like be an artist. Um, And so she felt like she was kind of hiding behind her guitar at um, rounds and stuff. And so I was like, well, you can put the guitar down and I'll play for you. Like I'm not great, <laughs> but can try. Um, cause I didn't want to be a star. Like I hate being the center of attention. I, all I knew was I like singing and I like playing guitar but I just didn't want all that in attention on me. So it was actually like, it worked out so well cause I got to sing harmonies and play guitar and just do backup for someone who I could really believe in. And um, my friend Joe moved up here from Florida and he started playing drums for her and we had this little three-piece band and we just we started playing all these little shows around town at like Puckett's and different bars and restaurants around town and I was like this is so much more fun than working my full-time job so I ended up quitting that to do music full-time which was a struggle but that was was about three and a half years ago that I did that and then started co-writing you know like Priscilla and I were writing by ourselves like in our apartment in our living room I didn't even know what a co-write was (laughs) literally we were were just writing because we were bored and just hanging out and it would be fun um but I you know I figured out finally what a co-write is and (laughs) started doing that and it's yeah I mean that's pretty much how I got here today.
0: Wow, okay. I don't even know where to start. Um, I didn't know any of that, that you and Priscilla had kind of grown up in the same neighborhood. That's fascinating. Um, What do you think is the best way to to meet people in Nashville? Because, I mean, you're just talking about when you got here and um, you kind of just, you and Priscilla kind of just fell in together, but what do you think if you're going to like recommend people, how do you meet people in Nashville?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I, because I struggled with that too. Um, In the beginning, I was really lucky that Priscilla and I were already friends. Um, and she like, she had already been networking a little bit, like as much as she could as someone who is under 21 um, in Nashville. Um, so I, I made a lot of connections just by like joining her and going out. And um, I remember, gosh, what year is it, 2021? It's probably in, in 2018, my new year's resolution was to go to every single writer's round in town just to network and meet people on my own and try and make connections on my own and just build my own name as a songwriter. Um, and so I mean I literally I asked everyone and searched Instagram and found all the writers' rounds in town and just went to every bar on Demumbrian every single night. And it was like expensive um, <laughs> for someone who was like, relatively unemployed I mean music paid some of the bills but it's tough um so I got good at like I don't know just figuring out how to make it work and like which rounds were the best two to go at night but honestly that's how I that's how I built my network was just if I wasn't playing shows or like playing the rounds I was at least going to watch and just hang out and see who was who I liked and like who I connected with and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. I think that's how you do it. And I think it's a little daunting. I think I've heard people say, you know, how do you start a conversation with a stranger? You don't think about it so much. Would you agree? Like, just go and it'll happen.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, I am this, I had to make it a resolution and like, think of it as work because there was no other way that I was going to like, go up and talk to people because I'm like highly, highly introverted, left to my own devices. I would never leave my house. Yeah. Like this snowstorm has been a gift to me, me too. <laughs> because I, I don't like, I don't like going out. I don't naturally enjoy just like making conversation and talking to strangers. It's so out of my comfort zone that I literally, when I was like making that my resolution to like go around to rounds and meet people, I literally had to think, Sarah, you want to do songwriting as a career. So if it's your career, then it's your job and it's your job to go talk to people. And that's how I made myself talk to people because otherwise I wouldn't be talking to people for fun. I was like, I just need to walk up to people and be like hey I really liked that second song that you played like you're awesome yeah. nice to meet you not the
0: third one but the second one was good <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> I love it well, I mean honestly I'm the same way I know so many people in this industry are and people outside of it I don't think they believe it because people tell me all the time how they think I'm extroverted because like I host a show and like I play music and I'm like no 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 no. it was forced like I did the same thing you did I just had to make myself at some point um yeah okay just totally next subject um it's kind of a male dominated industry I think it's it comes in waves a little bit what does it mean to you to be a female songwriter in this town right now
1: I love it I think that it's such a great opportunity um for us as women just because it is we like females are kind of lacking in the market so it's kind of um in my mind I look at I look at it as a supply and demand thing like yeah there it is very male dominated and that's what everyone wants to hear on country radio or whatever but because there is that lane missing that means it's ready for someone to fill or lots of people to fill hopefully (laughs) ideally um so I try to look at it more as an opportunity than an obstacle just because that's just how my mind has to work otherwise I'll get too caught up in um the negatives, because there are a lot like it is really hard, (laughs) I think, um, for a lot of females in this industry. But I mean, I think it's exciting. And I think country music needs um, both strong female artists and songwriters to start just joining in on the club and like letting their voices be heard because, you know, it's not just males who listen to country radio. Right. And I, I want to hear a female voice. Like I want to hear a female perspective as a female. Um, so I'm ready for it. I'm ready for women to take over country music.
0: <laughs> I am too. I'm so ready. And I think it's coming. I really do. I think everything comes in waves, like I said, and we're coming into a big wave. Um, I think so too. Let's just dive in. I know you talked a little bit about Priscilla, but let's talk about this last year. I mean, a pandemic hit. Yes. Let's just start there. I mean, what did your world look like? Um, Did things change for you writing-wise? Obviously, probably weren't going out as much, but then something kind of happened and Priscilla Block kind of exploded. Just tell us this whole story, would you?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. I, um, So, I mean, just to kind of back up, like I said, back in 2018, I made it my goal to go and like network and all that. And I did end up meeting a lot of people and Um, at that point I started playing guitar for other people like I was still playing with Priscilla but I kind of branched out and started playing for other um, people in town and that got me into more riding rounds and so like that I feel like I between (laughs) especially in 2019 I was out like every night playing shows or mostly playing shows but um, just out all the time and so when the pandemic hit that was like a true shock to the system um just I know for a lot of people I mean for everyone obviously it was a shock to the system but I just like I didn't know what to do and so I didn't have a job anymore because my job was playing guitar and walking dogs and neither of those were needed back in March and April so I just went back home to North Carolina luckily my parents were um I was supposed to go on a trip with them uh, literally that week that the world shut down. My mom and I were supposed to go kayaking in South Carolina, and she was like, well, pretty sure that's canceled, but you can, like, since you blocked off the week anyway, why don't you just come home? And so I went home, I packed for a week, and then everything shut down. So I just stayed there because um, I didn't really see the point of coming back here. There wasn't anything I could do. And I hadn't seen my parents in forever, like, I got to see them a little bit over the holiday holidays, but um, like, I just remember thinking at the beginning of 2020, like, I really want to spend more time with my parents, they're getting older, and I had already, I'd initially planned on taking the whole month of December off in 2020, because I was like, Music City shuts down anyway, like, that'll be my time with my parents, but it ended up being March and April and May (laughs) being my time with my parents. So it was, um, I feel really, really lucky that, um, uh, that I was able to spend that time with them. um, And, you know, I mean, I didn't leave my parents' house for like three months, but it was really nice to spend time with them and the dogs and learn how to write on Zoom, which I feel like I, I mean, as an introvert and not liking leaving my house, I love Zoom. <laughs> you Really enjoyed Zoom rights. But anyway, I remember back in April, um, Priscilla had like just started doing her TikTok videos and uh, she had started like right when the pandemic hit um, and I would just follow them from afar <laughs> from in North Carolina. But then she put up a song that we wrote with our friend Emily Kroll just kind of as a joke, we wrote the song called PMS, just, you know, a lady problems. And she, <laughs> she, it was her first viral TikTok. It got a million views overnight. And we were just like, oh my God, like this is crazy. She only had like a few thousand followers at the time. And I like literally didn't even know what TikTok was back then. I, I was just like still confused on what this app was. But um, yeah, we were just like, whoa, like this could be a thing like, um, Putting your original songs on TikTok and just seeing what happens. And so her TikTok grew and grew. Like after that video, she got a lot more followers. And I remember um, she was trying to like uh, incentivize people to like get her to 250,000 followers, I believe it was, so that she would release PMS. Well, around that time when she was getting really close, um, I was back in Nashville, but we were all quarantined um so Priscilla and Emily and I we got on FaceTime and we're gonna write a song and Priscilla was like I really just I want a song I want to write a song that's me like both you know in the lyrics but also just the mood and the feel of the song like I I just want a me song and that's when we wrote Just About Over You (laughs) it was literally just it wasn't something that was planned out or anything that was just what was in the room that day and what um Priscilla wanted to write which again ended up being a huge blessing because I feel like she's been able to like build this new brand off of that song because it is so her like in both the feel and the lyrics and everything so anyway she um yeah we wrote that song one day and then the next day she uploaded the work tape or not a work tape uh just a video of her singing it to TikTok and that was the second viral video that got like that or original song that got million views and she uploaded the whole work tape to Instagram and um that got like 40,000 views which was so unusual I mean we were like lucky to get a few hundred or maybe a thousand views on a IGTV video (laughs) but that one got 40,000 and we're just like there's something here and um Like a lot of people already know this, but she, her fans on TikTok started a crowdfunding campaign so that she could record the song. And so the next week, I mean, literally, this this happened so fast. She uploaded it one week. The next week, she was in the studio because her fans had raised enough money for her to record it. And then three weeks later, literally just three weeks from the day we wrote it, she put it out into the world. um, And It went number one on itunes overnight i just remember being so shocked because i forgot itunes existed because i'm (laughs) like literally and i feel bad saying that because i'm a songwriter so i'm like well i should be like thinking about the ways that we can make money as songwriters but i was just like so in the streaming world i literally forgot i thought they were shutting down itunes i didn't even think it would be a thing that lasted much longer but we i just remember um, getting a text mess- or she got a text message from someone saying that it was on I it was on the iTunes charts and I was like wait there are iTunes charts like <laughs> let me check this out <laughs> and so like Priscilla and I were on FaceTime that night like I we just called each other on FaceTime because it was like it was so exciting that like a song that she put on TikTok that we wrote got so much attention from her fans and like she was able to release it so quick so that's what we were talking about on FaceTime and how cool that was but then once we got that first text about it being on iTunes we stayed up till like 3 (laughs) a.m checking the charts and just like refreshing and refreshing and finally the next morning I think I think it was like at 9 a.m it went number one on the country charts and then by noon it was number one on all genres which was insane it's just it it was like so out of the realm of possibilities at that point like we were just hoping to get a million streams on spotify and so like it was just it was so shocking i've never been more like i just i can't even explain that feeling of shock there's no words for it
0: so did you guys know everything that was going to come after that i mean did did, did priscilla know did you know did were you guys like okay well i'm sure industry people have to be seeing this
1: Yeah, it is so weird because at the time, like um, I know a lot of people have like from TikTok, like it's become a new thing where, you know, um, TikTok artists will release song, it'll go number one. And that's like, it's relatively common now I would say, but like at the time we didn't know anyone who had done that before. So this was all like really, really new. And we were just like, are people going to notice? Like what is happening? And so the next day was, insane there was like an industry newsletter sent out to everyone in nashville and then it came up on like music row magazine and she got interviews with rolling stone and billboard and we were just our minds were literally blown we just had i had i just had no idea i had no idea that was possible we literally we thought we were going to be like right like just writing forever until someone noticed us (laughs) and it just like it literally it changed everything overnight
0: unbelievable okay and some more big things you've played the Ryman now
1: oh my gosh that yeah I I'm still I'm still not okay about that like I'm still freaking out and not sure if it's real or not it was um gosh it's just like it's one of those things that you hope will happen one day it's like a bucket list item but it's like I feel like I'd be cool if I never played the Ryman like It's so far out. It's probably never going to happen, but still on the bucket list. I just never, I never thought it would happen so soon. And when we got the opportunity to play there for CRS um, through Priscilla's label, Universal, we were just, first of all, terrified because (laughs) we had our band. So we formed the band back in like 2017 um so we'd been playing together for a few years but we didn't have a single show in 2020 (laughs) we hadn't played at all in over a year together at least and um so we were like oof like we really need to get it together and make sure we don't mess this up like you know for the longest time it was just us playing you know small bars um around town and now we have like this big opportunity through a major record label and um we kind of like at least I felt like kind of needed to like prove ourselves and show that, you know, we could be her band and they don't need to hire outside people. Like we could do it. Um, And so, yeah, we started hitting the ground running with practices and we all, like none of us had ever used um, in-ears before. (laughs) And so it was just like, this was really just our first big step into like being a professional band. And it's just so funny that, it was at the Ryman like that was like our first big step into being like an official band was at the mother church of country music like it was insane it was the best thing in the whole world like literally I can't think of anything better
0: unbelievable what do your parents think now
1: they are so proud it's (laughs) the cutest thing they like um they've always been very supportive just scared for me because it is like um it's a, I mean, it's a scary career to try and jump into. There's a lot of unknowns. There's, it's unpredictable. There's no blueprint. There's, it's just, it happens differently for everyone. And there's a very slim chance that you'll, you know, quote unquote, make it whatever that means to you. Um, And so they were just nervous. They wanted me to be able to pay my bills and stuff. Um, But yeah, they're so excited. I mean, they, I mean, they've been coming to our shows for like five years now, so it's it's really exciting for them um, to yeah. see us on you know such a iconic, historic stage here in Nashville.
0: Like normal good parents. They're they're still good parents. Yeah, they just want them oh, to yeah. You. They don't want you to be homeless. I think that's fair.
1: Exactly, especially yeah. like with my first run in Nashville being slightly homeless. They're like, <laughs> oh. like. <laughs>
0: Okay. And you're engaged. We have to talk about all the things. So tell us about that.
1: Yes. As if like last year wasn't crazy <laughs> enough with um like music stuff, I got engaged.
0: Now, is your fiance uh, trying to give you a heart attack? Like what? <laughs> it's
1: a big yes. year. <laughs> Truly. It's so funny. It's, I mean, it, it's been a long time coming. We've been together for over three years. Um, so I probably should have seen it coming, but I was, I was so surprised and It's just, it's so exciting. I'm just so happy that everything is happening all at once. Like it is a handful and it's a lot to balance and it's very stressful at times, but it's all good things. So it's really exciting.
0: Okay, so take us into your vision board. I saw that you and Priscilla are big about vision boards. What's next?
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know I would show you, but it's in the other room. (laughs) I, I put it by the door. So I see it like every day on my way out.
0: So is that really something that you guys did before this all happened?
1: Yeah. So it's funny because we got serious about it in 2020, which I think is why so many good things happen. Um, But yeah, even before, so we started living together in 2015 and every, so we just, I mean, celebrated holidays and stuff together. So at the um, start of every year, we would just talk about our goals, um, especially like with writing together and playing in the band together. We had, I mean, there's just a lot of things that we could work on together to achieve our goals. Um, and so, yeah, I remember one year we literally wrote, uh, Priscilla and Joe and I, her drummer, we, um, we wrote our goals on little styrofoam plates, like <laughs> just, I don't know, that's just what we had. We didn't have papers. So we wrote down our goals on these styrofoam plates and literally put it on our Christmas tree. Like that is kind of the redneckery going on here. But whatever works. (laughs) Yeah. So last year, we actually got serious about making a good vision board, (laughs) a like cute one. Um, And yeah, we spent hours one night like cutting out magazines and stuff and um, doing all that. And we loved it. And obviously, I think, you know, a lot of stuff happened last year that was good. So we were like, we need to do the vision boards again and take it seriously again. (laughs) Um, So yeah, we made some vision boards this year with bigger goals on it than last year for sure. Um, I'm just hoping to, like, we were so removed from, like, the industry before this year, like, I didn't know anyone in the industry. I'd never talked to publishers before. I didn't have any connections. Like, I didn't, like, I was literally living under a rock, I think, I because I did a lot of networking with songwriters and artists, like, people like me, but I didn't, like, I didn't really know anyone in the industry, so um, I think, So the goals this year are a lot more like uh industry oriented if that makes sense like at least for me anyway um like signing a publishing deal and um hopefully maybe i don't know if it will happen this year but at some point getting recognition from um like acms or cmas and things like that
0: was being an artist ever on the table for you
1: yeah totally I like did I didn't know you could be a songwriter back when I was 16 um like I remember uh I just like I loved that was when like Taylor Swift and Carrie Underwood and Miranda Lambert were coming out and they were young women um like around my age uh, a little older but like around my age in country music and they were just singing songs that I could relate to finally and I I loved it and so that was what I saw and I like I knew Taylor Swift wrote her own song so I was like maybe that's the only way I can be a songwriter is if I sing them myself um but then I remember looking at the credits on Carrie Underwood's album and seeing someone named Hillary Lindsay on there a lot and I was like who is this Hillary? and um, I like Google searched her and her Wikipedia page was like very limited back then I mean this was like over 10 years ago yeah. um so there wasn't much going on there, but I could tell that she wasn't an artist. So I knew that you could possibly be a songwriter, but that was like very much in the back of my head because I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know anyone in the industry. And like thinking of being, when I heard the term staff writer, I was like, so you just like walk in every day and write songs for other people. And I'm like, but how do you know what they want to say? It just, I did not make sense to me at the time. And so I was like, I only know what I want to say. So I guess I um, will sing my own songs. And so I actually like, I recorded a whole album back in North Carolina and released it like back in 2014, I think. Um, and I did that right before I moved out here. And I just remember like getting to Nashville and being so overwhelmed. Cause I was like, oof, like, I really don't want to be an artist. Like the idea of performing on stage, like <laughs> and having to entertain people is such a no from me like that's just <laughs> it's a no and so I was like oh like I don't I just don't I was like I don't know if I can do it but then I was like I don't know if I can be a staff writer either like I don't know what Miranda Lambert wants to say how am I supposed to write a song for her <laughs> and so um that's why I kind of like put the brakes on things for a couple years when I first moved here until I like you know l- finally learned what it meant to like do a co-write or write with an artist so you know what they want to say and and just like figuring that out and I, knowing I didn't have to do it all by myself um just really opened the door to be a songwriter and that I will never look back I I think being an artist is so cool and so respectable and amazing it's just so not me <laughs> yeah,
0: I love that okay well it sounds like you guys have a really big year ahead I think it's gonna be if you thought last year was good, like just wait. So yeah. deep breaths, but uh do you want to play a song for us?
1: Oh yes. Let me oh gosh. Okay. One... Take your time, I can cut it out. <laughs> okay, cool. Like I don't even know if I can fit my guitar. Okay. I think I can Perfect. Yeah. Let's see. Okay. Well. Figured the song of the hour is just about over you. <laughs> so I'll do my version of it. I'm no Priscilla Block. And it's so funny because because I play in her band, I usually sing harmonies. So like on <laughs> like 90% of the songs that we write, I only know the harmonies. And I'm like, I don't even remember the verse lyrics, but anyway. I'm sure
0: You've had to play it quite a few times now.
1: Yeah. So hopefully I don't screw it up, but who knows? <laughs> it's me. So I'm I- not an artist, remember. <laughs> um, okay, so should I just play it? Or yeah, not? go for it. Already,
2: I stop looking for your chuck every time I go somewhere don't scroll through the past anymore cause I don't care. I'm finally putting on the shirt I like tight jeans, big hoops with my hair up high. The least you could have done was give me the bar tonight. Why'd you have to come back in right there when I was just getting good and gone? Cause I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. You must have heard that put you back in my mind why would you have to come back here right there right when i was just getting good and gone because i was in the wrong place at the wrong time you must have heard i was moving on
0: It must just kind of give you chills now when you play it
1: it really does (laughs) I try not to get too emotional about it but it's pretty emotional honestly (laughs) I mean you just
0: never know what's gonna happen right I mean I'm sure when you guys got on FaceTime that day I think you said it was FaceTime I bet you never imagined
1: we had no clue and like Priscilla and I talk a lot about um like manifesting and like we're not the most like we're not professionals at it or anything like that, but, like, one of the things we did at the beginning of 2020 was we started reading this book. I thought I had it by my desk, but I don't, Um, but it's called The Secret, The Secret Magic, or something like that, but it's about, like, you know, turning, like, being grateful for what you have so that it turns into, like, being grateful for your dreams, basically, and that was something, because we had both, we had kind of a rough 2019, and so, we were really trying to like reset and regroup in, um, at the beginning of 2020, um, just get our minds right. And like get focused and stuff. And so we did the vision boards, but also we started that, you know, the, or having our grateful journal and like being grateful for things. And part of that is just like speaking things into existence. And so I remember that morning, our right was at 11. Um, but I called Chris at 10 and just to catch up on the weekend and like Figure out what we wanted to do for the right and yeah like literally <laughs> we were like that's when we were talking about like yeah like wanna write like a, a like just like a very priscilla song like you know mid tempo but kind of upbeat but still emotional like still kind of moody but um just something people can sing along to and like that's what we came up with you know an hour later so that's it's kind nice. of crazy we had no idea but it worked, I guess.
0: <laughs> I mean, you just never know. What is the, the best advice that you've gotten since you moved to Nashville? Have you gotten any good advice?
1: Yes. And I think the. I mean, I've gotten a lot of good advice, I think, but the best advice that I've gotten is trust your gut, which seems kind of obvious and whatever. But I just, especially recently with so many changes going on, um, and it, like, I, not too much has changed yet in my life but I've seen Priscilla go through a lot of changes from signing you know record deal to putting a song out to radio and like having to put your trust in other people is really scary especially when you've been an independent artist or independent songwriter for so long like now as I'm like kind of making the moves with talking to different publishers like that's putting my work in someone else's hands which is really scary and so um yeah the best advice I've gotten so far has just been to trust your gut and um, just know that it'll feel right in your heart if it's the right move.
0: Okay, I have one more question. Um, You know, I'm sure when you got here in 2015, I don't know, maybe part of you didn't imagine that it would take five years and maybe some part of you thought, oh, it could take 10 years, but I guess my point is a lot of people come here and I saw a lot of people go home in 2020 and kind of throw in the towel. It's hard, this is a tough industry. And I think your story is a perfect example of you just don't know. So my question is, what would you say to someone that was maybe been here a few years and they're thinking about throwing
1: in the towel? I think that if you know, again, with the gut thing if you know in your gut that this is what you're supposed to be doing, like I've heard so many stories of people almost giving up or almost throwing in the towel right before they made it like stories of people who had like three dollars in their bank account before they landed you know the the tv role that changed their life or even like with priscilla for example she talks about this sometimes in interviews she literally had to she like basically got kicked out of her apartment because she couldn't afford it um right like a month before we wrote just about over you or gosh, maybe less than that. It might've been the same month. Um, but it's just stuff like that, where, um, every time you almost give up and even me, like I was saying, I had like a rough year in 2019. Like I, I don't know. I just felt like, it's like you said, like you, they say it's a 10 year town, but you also kind of expect things to happen a little faster, or you at least hope things will happen faster. And like, I knew I was in it for the long run. I was like, I don't care if it takes 10 years or 15 years, like this is what I'm doing. I've spent so many years not doing this. And all I could think about was writing music. And so I just know this is what I need to do. And I will not be satisfied with my life until I do it. And, you know, prove myself right or wrong whatever (laughs) but um but it was like even back in 2019 when i was feeling so lost and like maybe i'm not doing things right like i you know it was i was like am i networking right am i making the right connections are the people i'm connecting with even like the right people i should be with and i was just like so lost back then and i wasn't necessarily thinking about giving up but i remember feeling resentment towards Nashville that year. And um, like, kind of not wanting to be here. Like, usually I'm so excited to come back to Nashville when I leave, but I just, I was kind of dreading it back then. So, um, wow, I kind of forgot what we were talking about.
0: No, no, I, I (laughs) I, I love that you're being vulnerable like this, because it's just so many people can relate to those dark moments. And I, I think it's important to have those dark moments in the long run. I mean, I've, I've definitely felt like that before. But maybe it makes you more grateful when the good things do happen. But
1: um yeah, sure. I, was,
0: I was just asking if there was any words of wisdom, if somebody's watching right now, and they're thinking, having one of those moments, what would you say to them?
1: Oh, yes, the point of my whole story was, um, the only way out is through. And so I feel like, if you're having a hard time just push through like do whatever you need to do to take care of yourself like whether that's taking a break or getting away or going home for a little bit um or just taking a step back and then returning joyfully instead of you know with resentment just do what you have to do to take care of yourself mentally and it'll pay off in the end I think and you'll just be so happy that you didn't give up in all those times that you really really wanted to
0: I love it um I don't know how a better way to end things. I think a little inspiration is the perfect way to end things. We've talked about so much. I'm so grateful to sit down and talk with you. Um, I'm so excited for you guys and I can't wait to just stalk your Instagrams for the next year and see what's next.
1: Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. This was so fun. It was nice to like talk to someone, especially after I've been stuck in my house for a week.
0: <laughs> I know, I'm thinking that too. If you guys are watching this, this will be out in a few weeks, but we we filmed this during the snowstorm. So there's literally still snow on the ground and I still can't drive my car. So uh, thank same. you for keeping me sane as well. This has been great.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Right. Well, thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you. We'll see you soon. We'll catch up really soon.
1: Okay. Awesome.
0: Showtime. Showtime. showtime, showtime Guess who's back again uh-huh. Oh, they don't know, showtime. oh, they don't know showtime. I bet they know as soon as we walk in showtime. Wearing fuzzy things, <laughs> candy rings Ain't PJ looking so fly Don't look too hard, you might hurt yourself We look too damn good to deny That's
2: risky, Oh, snap
0: I'm a dangerous girl with some footies on my feeties Keep, keep up. up So many awesome hits and us, And we're gonna keep them coming Keep, keep up, up. Come on down to the frog and we'll get you, jemmy juice and come on. Riders
2: only. Put your candy rings up to the moon. (laughs) What y'all trying to do? What y'all trying to do? Jemmy and Jemmy's magic.